pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 146. Today I'm going to chat with Lan from Dissident Arms, discuss the ban of guns and ammo sales during the state of emergency in West Palm Beach, and discuss uh, Hornady's new 6mm ARC cartridge. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and Lan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. Actually, a lot of Patreons requested that you be on. I'm super excited that I was able to schedule you. Before we get into it, though, Manicore Arms, if you guys have a Scorpion Evo, I would highly recommend getting the extended charging handle. So it sticks out about a half inch longer than than the one that comes with it. It's contoured so that there's no harsh edges. You can install one on each side if you're looking for an ambidextrous charging handle. And then, of course, you can do that HK slap that seems to be so popular. You can get that on the website for $58.95, but if you use the code GUNFINNY15, you will get 15% off, and that is at manicorearms.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. For listeners who may not be familiar with Dissident Arms, what does the company offer? Basically, we offer competition builds based off of the Vepr 12. That was our main focus. Mm-hmm. We branched out, though, to do builds based off of the KR9, PSA AKVs, and the Galil Ace from IWI. So we're a competition-focused company, but we've also started to branch off and offer parts and accessories for others who want to build up their own rifles and guns. Nice. And what is your position at the company? I'm the co-owner of the company and also the COO. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm looking at your website right now and maybe because I'm not really in the competition world, I'm not as familiar with your products, but man, you guys really make some beautiful stuff. You take a basic stock gun and turn it into a work of art. To a degree, I'd almost not want to shoot it (laughs) because it's just, (laughs) it looks so nice. Great work on all of that stuff. I appreciate that. Um, it's funny you say that because we actually consider all of our gun shooters and we get upset when people don't want to shoot. Yeah, I <laughs> could understand yeah. that. So how long has Dissident Arms been around? Uh, we've been around for eight years. We started out, Mike and I started Dissident Arms basically as a shooting team. We were just getting into competitive shooting, three gun, if you will, off of the couch. Uh, we were watching the TV. Uh, saw Three Gun Nation on TV and thought that we should be able to do that. So we got up off the couch and got out and started shooting. After shooting a little bit, we noticed that we wanted to customize our own firearms. And we basically got associated with a local FFL and started doing their custom builds. Hmm, Nice. Was shooting something that you've done for a long time or did you just kind of get into it fairly recently before starting this business? It all happened basically at the same time. I think Three Gun Nation had just gotten a big contract with NBC Sports at the time. Mm -hmm. And so we saw the commercial on TV and the way that they framed it, the way they put the action shooting and they framed the shots, it, it looked really, really cool. And the commentators, the way they explained the shooting, it just seemed like it's something that we we wanted to be part of. We had gone to the range 
shooting down range in a lane got a little bit stale, if you will. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get out there and be a little bit more dynamic. And we just didn't know that there was a place where people can gather and safely run around and shoot firearms. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And not to mention all three types, handgun, rifle, shotgun. And any of my students, if they take my class and they're looking for other instruction, I always tell them do IPSC, IDPA, three gun, just because it breaks up just sitting there shooting point blank at a target. But you're moving, shooting, even working under stress because you're being timed and graded on accuracy and stuff like that. I think it's an amazing sport. I just unfortunately don't always have time to do it. I got to wonder, how was your first time doing three gun for the first couple of times? Were you kind of a disaster (laughs) or were you just kind of, (laughs) because I would imagine you're like, oh yeah, that looks really cool. But a lot of times it's the people on TV that just make it look super easy. And then you're in this position. What did I get myself into? Yes. Yes. That's exactly what happened. But the first match we pulled up to, we pulled up to the gate and the gate was actually closed. It was at a private range and we had never been there before. So we were thinking it was closed and the match wasn't on anymore. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mike and I went there and I got out to take a look and literally got back in the car and said, forget this. Let's just back up and leave. <laughs> and as soon as we were about to leave, another car pulled in behind us. And I was like, shit, we're stuck. <laughs> I guess we got to do this now. And it was a dumpster fire. Uh, we didn't know. Uh, what was going on. We didn't know range commands. We didn't know the type of target engagements we were going to get into. But it was so much fun getting my teeth knocked in that I had had to come back and do it again the next weekend. And after that, it was just an addiction that just had to do it. And that's all we thought about whenever we were going to, uh, whenever I was going to work. I was a brass consultant. And so I was buying and sourcing brass at the time. But all I was thinking about was shooting. We eventually found a, an avenue to open up the company and expand from a, a shooting team to more of a gu- gun customizing company. Mm-hmm. And then we found a void in the market as far as open shotguns were concerned. And so we focused like a laser beam on open shotguns, particularly the ones built off of the Vepper 12. And then we just honed our craft and I guess the rest is history, as they say. Interesting. You picked shotguns to work on mostly because you saw that there wasn't a ton of competition relating to that. It wasn't you were shooting three gun. You're just, yeah, you know, I'm really happy with my handguns, my rifles, but my shotgun, it definitely needs some fine tuning. And there weren't a lot of options available or resources available for people to customize their shotguns. That's correct. Yeah. So basically when Mike, uh, my business partner, when he first bought his first open shotgun, there were... I think a handful, maybe two or three companies out there supporting these box-fed magazine shotguns. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, box-magazine-fed shotguns, rather. Yeah. So he bought one, and he got zero support from the company. I mean, absolute crickets after you know the shotgun went down. So he tried a couple other things, and we kind of went through it and kind of deconstructed it and tried to figure out what the problem was. And so once we found out that the shotgun that were being built off of the Saiga weren't as good as the Vepper 12 shotguns. We focused on those and started coming up with a plan to intelligently refine them, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so as we came up with that plan, we started seeing the gaps in parts available for that particular shotgun and just overall aftermarket support for it. That's when we kind of knew that 
there was a pretty good avenue to explore there. So we started developing parts through a partnership with Riley Manufacturing uh, for the Vepper. We came up with the internal choke system for the shotgun, which hadn't been done before uh, with the capability of changing your chokes out through the compensator without taking the compensator off. So that was not available until we sat down with Riley and figured it out. Once we got that taken care of, the other parts just kind of fell into place. And then we basically came up with what you see on the website now. We took that shotgun, like one of our shooters, his name is Josh Froelich. And in 2018, we went to the IPSC Shotgun World Shoot in France. Mm -hmm. Josh was shooting one of our guns and he had actually tested one of them and he was able to shoot about 110,000 rounds through one single serial number in about 11 months. Wow. With no discernible wear to the gun or anything like that. Head spacing was fine. I mean, the gun was, all he had to do was change springs. And so he took that shotgun to France and proceeded to kick 699 people's asses (laughs) from the world, around the world. And nobody knew who he was and nobody knew who we were. And so uh, 2018 was the second breakthrough for us. The first one was through a TV show called The Big Gun on the Sportsman Channel. And that was our first kind of bump in the map, uh, blip up, if you will. And then the second would be Josh winning world shoot in 2018. And ever since then, we've been just holding on to the reins and going along for the ride, if you will. Very nice. How long has the company been around now? Eight years. Okay. Yeah, just eight years. So as our standalone FFL, four years. But as far as when we started the company or the DBA dissident arms, it's been eight years. And then I've noticed that the shotguns that you do customize, they're incredibly fast cycling and low recoil. I mean, what's the tuning process to essentially make that a race shotgun? So it's, we think of the whole thing as a system, right? And so it's, it's just the balancing of the system. So from the comp to the action refinement to bringing up the stock to a higher bore axis, the combination of those things, it just makes the system really flat shooting. Hmm. And so we tune the gun to have the recoil be linear and it goes straight into your shoulder but the muzzle rise is non-existent. And so when shooting competition, we want that dot to stay in the window so we can have a faster follow-up shot or track the target easier. And so that was our main focus. And so it may be a little bit violent because it is a shotgun Mm -hmm. uh, and it is the recoil is going to go straight to your shoulder, but we tune it through the balance of those three things for uh, minimal dot movement. Nice. And then you also have the KR9. And so what are some of the things that you do to that gun? So the KR9, most of, well, all of our builds, we replace the trigger with a modified AOG trigger, which is almost kind of a sore subject right now because those are so hard to find. Right. But yeah, so that's somewhat of the heart of our system. And then it's just the bolt reprofile and polishing. We shorten the stroke in the KR9 and a couple of other things inside The thumb mag release has actually been a very popular addition to our aftermarket parts. It allows you to drop the magazine using your strong hand thumb and reach for the spare mag from your pouch or your belt in one motion, one fluid motion rather. So it really speeds up that process. Wow. That's pretty cool, especially when time is super central. 
every little second counts. So anything that kind of gives you sort of a leg up and helps you to act a little bit quicker is definitely a great help. Sure. Competition is just that. It's all about tenths of seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're just racing for for the podium and trying to shave off as much time as possible. And so those little, little advantages matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'm going to take a quick break and talk about SB Tactical real quick. So the CZPDW for the Scorpion Evo pistol, since I talked about the Manticore Arms charging handle, figure I might as well cover the brace that's for it as well. So it's a three-position adjustable brace that features a pull-through design, allowing you to quickly extend the brace without having to depress the button. And it's on their website right now. It's available for $279.99, but you're not going to pay full price because when you use the code GUNFUNNY15, you get 15% off, and that is available in black as well as FDE. That's at sb-tactical.com. Lan, I noticed that you have a lot of AKs on your website, and I'm curious if you've seen sort of an uptick in just people using more AKs. And I know I've seen a huge increase in just customizing AKs, which is fairly new. I want to say it's only happened maybe in the last five years, if that, from what I've seen. I mean, I could be wrong, but I definitely have noticed that there is a lot more interest in the AK platform. No, that's a very keen observation. It's been about five years. It's funny because whenever we went to shot, it used to be a running joke. It's like, okay, well, what new Glock is going to come out this year? Yeah, And so it's either a Yeah, it's a Glock or a new AR handguard. Sweet, you know, so you're walking around the aisles and that's all you see. Mm -hmm. And then about five years ago, it just or about five or four years ago, there started to become more interest in the AK. And then so we started seeing more companies start coming out with AKs and AK parts, right? Mm -hmm. And then about three years ago, I'd say, would be the start of the AK renaissance in America, I would say, because a lot of manufacturers were starting to release parts for AKs. And I think what it also led that to happen was people were getting a little bit tired of their ARs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you've already done everything to them, Cerakoted them every different color, added every different accessory onto them. And there wasn't that modularity with the AK available yet. And then you had companies like RS Regulate and just a lot of companies coming out to support the AK aftermarket. And you had a lot of builders coming online. Obviously, Rifle Dynamics was one of the big ones that were gaining popularity every year. And then so I think people got bored with ARs and started customizing AKs, especially since the aftermarket support was there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's been an awesome, awesome thing to witness. And we really love the AKs for their reliability. The way the safety works for us, the safety extension that we manufactured, the AK safety is one of the fastest to get off and on target to fire. I think we were putting it to the clock and we were like a half a second to fire a shot from the beep. And wow, you know, that's pretty fast. So yeah. So the like I said, it's like an AK renaissance and it's been really awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, I completely agree. I've actually gotten really interested in AKs within the last, I guess, three years. And as you said, I have a few ARs and 
ARs that I put together. But after a while, it's just, uh, all right. I mean, how many ARs can you own? Where all right, well, yeah, I'll switch out this part and every now and then put another upgrade or switch out parts and stuff. But I, I was definitely getting kind of bored with that. And then with handguns, uh, a lot of my handguns, they're Glock compatible, but you can only do so much with it. Sure. So I definitely started to branch off into the AK world. I've had a few custom AKs made and I love them. I also, as you said, due to the reliability, but also because ammo is so much cheaper. There's nothing worse than every time you're shooting. Cool. I just shot a hundred rounds and that is X amount of dollars. It definitely starts to add up. That's what I love about AKs. And you can really put anything through it and it cycles. That's right. Have you seen an increase in people using it for competition? Yeah, actually, the events for them are starting to come out and be available for the AK community too. I mean, it's kind of funny because uh, we're associated or we help put on Kalash Bash, which is a, okay. I, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but mm -hmm. it's a, it's an, a, yeah, it's an event for the AK community that we throw with Clay and uh, Tony, Clay of Clay Co 47 and Tony of uh, Kyber Customs. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they had the promotion side and we do the competition side. So Mike and I are, are responsible for the stages uh, for competition. Nice. Yeah. And so, you know, we went out to Red October and saw what they were doing and, and thought that, you know, that's that's great for the AK community. And let, we should do something like that for Texas because we have a very large community here in Texas and it's about eight hours to get out of the state. And so not a lot of people come into the state. So we just kind of wanted to have a, an event for Texas. Yeah. So we started Kalash Bash and it went off like crazy. The first year, we none of us were prepared for the amount of people that were there and, and the kind of reception that we got. And we're totally floored by it. And so we thought, you know, might as well have another one. And so that's was this being the, able to... Sorry to interrupt you, but was this the okay. second year that you guys were doing it? Yes. Okay. And it yep. got canceled, right? Because I was going to go to it. Yeah, it got postponed. It's going to occur in October um, okay. the 11th and 12th this year. But yeah, we were originally going to have it in April. Yeah. April. Stupid COVID. It ruins everything. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. I was so bummed. Yeah. Yeah, we were too. But we just kind of took it as it was a pretty big hit at first we thought but now we're just going to take the extra time to make an even better event for everybody to enjoy yeah and so that's the attitude we're trying to bring into it and so i think we're going to come out with some better stages for everybody something that everybody can enjoy from the beginner shooter all the way to the seasoned shooter if you will mm -hmm. and we're going to have a lot of events for the vendors and stuff like that so we're just you know trying to build it up to basically a big old party with camping and uh, festivities for everybody who loves the AK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if anything, because Texas can get pretty hot even in September. So October might even be kind of the They're weather off. might. Yeah. So you never know. Yep. I want to talk about IWI. You do work with the Galil Ace. And mm -hmm. what kind of modifications do you do for that gun? Basically, right now we offer barrel shortening and we offer an old school conversion to basically the plastic delete conversion, but to allow it to accept old school rock and lock mags. And then we offer full blown race builds as well. Nice. So a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's cool. Do you offer any other services for guns that aren't used in competition? Yeah, we do. And so that's kind of a, a little bit of a 
I'd say a pothole we've fallen into yeah. because we focused on competition so much and a lot of our naming for our, our products and stuff like that's focused on competition. Some people who are quote unquote more tactical, if you will, kind of get turned off by that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to us, competition just means ultimate reliability. Yeah. And so it shouldn't scare anybody away from the tactical side. So anything that we do, like the barrel shortening on shotguns and stuff like that, absolutely have a place in more tactical world, if you will, just because of ease of manipulation shortens the overall overall length. So, you know, you can get in and out of uh, doorways easier and stuff like that. So yeah. okay. yep. we do offer uh, another line called our SOB line, which is the short optimized barrel in which we take our shotguns and we shorten the barrels to either eight or 13 inches, making a really compact and easy to manipulate firearm. So we have that for the tactical community and it does have that, the folding stock as well. So you can use it as a breacher or anything like that. You use the stock as opposed to a brace. We can offer both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can offer it without anything on the back at all, just as a firearm for any agency that doesn't need any brace or stock. Okay. And what do you have? Do you have anything other than Kalash Bash? Do you have anything else planned for the future or any products that you've been working on that are going to come out? Right now, Kalash Bash is the main large event that we're focused on. I I don't want to, we didn't want to take too much on, especially now because our volume of sales has has skyrocketed since recent events have occurred. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we actually, we're going to take a step back and do larger events, but space them out more. Yeah, that Uh, makes sense. Yeah, we're going to, yeah. So we'd like to put all of our focus in on to the next event, which is Clash Bash. And then once that one's done and complete, we can focus on the next thing. Mm -hmm. There may be a couple other matches next year in 2021, but let's get through Clash Bash first. Yeah, well, (laughs) let's get through 2020 first. Who knows what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) And it's funny because even before I started recording the show, we were talking about how there's just such an increase the last two months. Just such an uptick in gun sales, gun training. I think the entire gun industry right now is just, I mean, I used to think Obama was the best gun salesman. Forget (laughs) that. COVID and the riots totally have Obama beat because things have just been insane. Even for my classes, I've gone to teaching about four classes a week and they just keep selling out. I'm I'm sold out for like almost the next two months. It's insane. It's okay. Deep breaths, deep breaths, you know, because it's. It's hard not to get stressed out, especially when I have other things. It's not just my main business. I have other businesses to run. But I can but, imagine. I mean, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, so I can imagine, though. I mean, every gun manufacturer, I mean, everyone's probably running around right now with their head cut off. Oh, yeah. Well, the upside of that is just listening to what you said is that with all of these new gun sales, people are going out there to, to get training. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's a very good thing. And so I, I'm glad that uh, you're experiencing that on your side the training side that is yeah for us it's like it's funny it's it's almost like a script now when people call because a lot of these new gun owners or they're they're first time gun purchasers right and so i can't tell you how many times i've had to explain to people on the phone we cannot ship this firearm to your house you're gonna have you're gonna have to select an ffl in you know nearby and there's that and there's just so many other things that are just funny to me. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can but, I can completely relate because my phone has been blowing up nonstop. And yeah. I hate 
I think I'm a very patient person and I hate to think, oh, these people are so stupid, but it really kind of gets on your, you, it kind of wears on your patience to a certain degree. Just some of the questions that they ask that you think would just, but as a result, you kind of realize why people vote on these gun laws because they're so misinformed about how guns work and what you have to do to get a gun and why do you have to wait X amount of days and why is the background check taking so long? And even, you know, do you have to have this gun registered before you apply for your concealed carrier permit? And do you have to show them? There's just so many misconceptions. And it's frustrating because a lot of this information is right there on the internet, easily accessible, and people just don't take the time to educate themselves. It's just, I don't know, it's frustrating. It is. And it's like, you know, they have the most powerful supercomputer in history in their pocket mm-hmm. for, of that size and they don't use it they I use know. it for a, a bunch of other stupid shit but they won't use it to, to educate themselves and so yeah it's become a script now it's basically i tell everybody welcome to the largest gun buy in the history <laughs> of the united states no kidding uh, yeah and so wait your turn there's 140 orders before you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it also, it's funny because on my website, I have a little pop-up and it's a chat. And if anybody responds to it, it goes to my cell phone. So essentially, it's like them texting me and then I could just jump on and respond. And yes. they're just, yeah, you know, what does this class cover or how much is the cost? And I'm like, you are literally on my website right now. All you have to do is click on classes. It tells you the exact outline the cost, the dates. And I just, it's, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was probably putting that chat on my website was probably one of the best and worst things that I ever did. <laughs> uh, anyways. Yeah. Now I'm getting all fired up. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Touch, touch the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a breakdown. No, <sighs> you wanted to give the listeners a code, a coupon code to use And so for people that are not Patreon, so those who do not support the show by pledging through Patreon, and if you wanted to do so, you'd go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. Those Patreons are getting 10% off. And I'll put that code in the Facebook group that's available to Patreons only. Otherwise, listeners, you will get 5% off if you use the code gunfunny. That's with all just one word, no spaces, G-U-N-F-U-N-N-Y. And what is your website so that people can find you on the interwebs? It's www.dissidentarms.com. Okay. And then you guys are also on social media? That's correct. Yep. And that's just Dissident Arms. Okay, perfect. So guys, go ahead and give them a follow on Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Moving forward, IWI, aside from the Galil Ace that they make, they also have the X95 conversion kits available on their website. And if you already have an X95, you can get a conversion kit for a 300 blackout, 5.56, 9mm. 9mm especially is great because it's just so much more affordable to shoot, especially suppressed. I mean, it used to be now 9mm is a little bit more difficult to find, but I still see it available. While you're there, also check out their shirts and different apparel. All of it's on sale right now. You can find that at IWI.us. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, and that gets you 15% off all accessories. And now it's time for Political AF. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's Political AF. 
Florida City bans guns and ammo sales during riots. So the mayor of West Palm Beach, Florida, has instituted a state of emergency after several nights of violent protests, including riots on Sunday evening that resulted in the arrest of five people. So that's not an an unreasonable thing to do, but some of the details in the order are unreasonable, including Mayor Keith James' proclamation that firearm and ammunition sales are forbidden in the city while the order is in effect. Additionally, carrying firearms in public is also prohibited. People might wonder, is this even legal? Are they able to do this? Well, according to the Florida statutes, the answer is yes. These prohibitions automatically kick in once the state of emergency has been declared. And then pursuant to S.870.043, the following acts shall be prohibited during the period of said emergency throughout the jurisdiction. Number one, the sale of or offer to sell with or without consideration any ammunition or gun, the intentional display after the emergency is declared by or in any store or shop of any ammunition or gun, the intentional possession in a public place of firearm by any person except a duly authorized law enforcement official or person in the military service acting in the official performance of his or her duty. It does note that nothing contained in this chapter shall be construed to authorize seizure, taking, or confiscating firearms that are lawfully possessed unless a person is engaged in a criminal act. But the thing is, okay, yeah, so they have to put a little excerpt, you know, we're not trying to take your guns yet. (laughs) It just goes to show that, okay, so rioters and looters, yeah, they're really going to pay attention to these laws. And even if they can't buy them, they're breaking into gun stores. There's been tons of gun stores that were broken into in Miami. Clearly, they're not going to stop because of one simple proclamation. And if anything, it's just hurting the law-abiding citizens. They're bearing the brunt of this ban and are left unarmed and defenseless by the state. I think it's extremely wrong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I agree with that. I'm kind of in awe. I'm I'm trying to read this again. I know because all these points. Because that's, that's it, insane. And the reason why we've had such an uptick in firearms is because with everything going on, COVID nineteen, people everywhere, cops were saying, Hey, unless it's extremely violent, they're not gonna show up to a crime scene or somebody breaks in your house, steals something. Cops had their hands full. Oh yeah. So people were like, yeah. Okay, well, gosh, I guess I better take safety in my own hands. And that's why we saw so many new gun owners in the last two months. And then especially with these riots, I've had tons of people come to my classroom just in the last week that their house was located near the riots and they had cars breaking into windows smashed open and stuff like that. And it's scary because then if you're unarmed, I mean, what are you going to use to protect yourself? Right. No, like I would say, because I answer a lot of the phone calls here. And so, you know, we take sales over the phone and, and answer questions and whatnot as well. And I would say 60% of the calls that I'm taking are from new gun owners. And they're just telling me, hey, you know, I'm buying this AR or I'm buying the shotgun or whatnot to protect my family. And so they're asking me all these questions, but they're, there's 60% of our sales are new gun owners right now. Mm-hmm. And that's just of the people that I'm talking to. So yeah, and then one guy even said he ordered a gun, a shotgun, I believe it was going up to Michigan. And he said, you can't send it yet because my gun store is closed. Then he called me yesterday and he said, go ahead and send it to me because they're finally open just in time for me to get my gun before the riots. Ugh. And so there's people that are going batshit crazy out there oh, and yeah. people are legitimately scared for their safety and their family. Yeah. So this kind of Florida shit, I mean, that's crazy. I know. 
I know. And at least a lot of these states, they said that gun stores can remain open as they were considered essential businesses. But I don't think that every state implemented that, which is, I think it's unconstitutional. Yeah, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. That's why I was reading through this again. And your is this legal point? Yeah. According to their statutes, it is. And that's just, that's crazy. I know. Ooh, now I'm kind of fired up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about, well, actually, can I just say one thing? When you were saying that 60% of your customers right now are new gun owners, I'm like, man, how badass is it to buy one of your guns? And that's one of their first guns because most people are like, yeah, you know, I got this high point or, you know, this little shitty revolver or whatever. My first gun was some little stupid dinky 22, the Sig Mosquito. So for people to go and buy best of the best for their first gun, it's pretty baller. Well, okay, a lot of those guns, the new gun sales are stock ARs and stuff like that. But other people see our 25 and 20 round shotgun mags and say, well, I mean, my house would be well protected with 20 rounds of buckshot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a student in my class last Sunday. He's, yeah, what do you think about the, the TS-12 or the KSG? I'm thinking about using it for home defense. And I was, mm, well, I don't know. They're more, and I'm not against shotguns for home defense but i think both of those guns are just more of a novelty fun to shoot i don't think mm -hmm. that i would use either for self-defense just get a semi-auto shotgun and he's like well it was just nice because they both hold so many rounds which i can understand because in my opinion the more ammo it holds the better but typically i'd be all for it yeah buy either one of those guns and I would definitely kind of push the TS-12 over the kel KSG, but I don't know. I kind of was, eh, maybe you should just buy just a regular shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the TS-12, you do have, I guess you have 15 plus one round, right? Yeah, <laughs> but you really have to train yourself to push that little button that's located kind of in front of, I guess, inside the trigger guard. It's in, right in front of the trigger. You got to push that in in order to rotate the tube. And I guess if you practice doing that, but I don't know if it's just my hands are a little bit weak, but I can't always push that in quick enough. So sure. that would be my yeah. only deterrent. And then the KSG, they're just not as reliable. I had two KSGs and I've had issues with them. So, yeah, so yeah, there's you, that. Yeah, there's, that's definitely not what something you want in a self. Uh, no protection thing yeah, absolutely not the reliability yeah reliability is kind of a key factor there. definitely i know all right moving forward sharps bros so they have the jack 9 gen 2 and you can pick any caliber nine millimeter 357 sig 40 s and w makes for an excellent pcc they're all compatible with glock mags Everyone always asks, does it take Glock mags? Yep. This time it does. It takes Glock mags. The Gen 2 improved the mag well. It beefed up the ejector and magazine stop and made it adjustable to accommodate slight geometry differences with types of Glock mags. The Gen 2 Jack 9 also has provisions for last round bolt hold open. That's available at sharpsbros.com. Now it's time for some Q&A. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question, and I don't think this was listener submitted. So guys, if you have a question, do not hesitate to ask me. I will answer it on air. All you have to do is go to gunfunny.com, 
click on the contact us form, fill it out. I'm not going to say your name on air. So if you have any sort of question, just let me know. But today I'm pretty sure my editors put this question in. What is the most ridiculous argument you've had? Lan, I'm going to let you go first because I have no idea. "Hmm, Which one do I pick from? (laughs) Ridiculous arguments. Oh man, there's so many, so many. Which one's better, the AR, the AK? But the ones I enjoy the most are like, so again, we're competition oriented company, right? And so we'll post some stuff on our social media and you'll get the tactical Timmy's come in and say, oh, you know, basically that'll get you killed in the streets kind of shit. (laughs) And those arguments are like, you know, it all boils down to we're on a range with paper targets. When those paper targets start shooting back at me, I will employ tactics required to safely get off of that range. Otherwise, I'm going to reload in the open and I'm going to do shit as fast as possible. Yeah. (laughs) So that would be mine. And that that happens more often than I'd like to admit. Yeah, I'm definitely (laughs) one of those people that anytime there's like keyboard warrior or this is my worst, I always fall into this and I just need to tell myself it's not worth it. But anytime on Facebook, when you see news articles and then people comment below, I'll get on there and just make people look like total idiots, just argue against their (laughs) statement because some of these people are just so misinformed and I need to tell myself it's not even worth it because I don't think I'm changing these people's minds because they're obviously (laughs) screwed up in the head and they're just so focused on what they think and that it's right that I am clearly wasting my time, but yet I still always do it. In fact, the other day I told my friend there was something, I don't know, it had to do something with politics. And I'm like, oh, I want to comment so bad. My friend's like, don't do it. Don't do it. You're just going to. And I'm like, you're right. It's not worth it. And then I went to sleep in the middle of the night. I woke up and I was just on my phone. And sure enough, I had a comment. (laughs) I couldn't. It haunted you. (laughs) Yeah. And so the next morning I told my friend, I'm like, yeah. Remember that post you told me not to comment on? I had to. I did it. That's awesome. (laughs) But it was just, it was so hard. But as far as ridiculous arguments, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm a female and I'm irrational, but during certain times, I think women can be slightly irrational at times and (laughs) and everything kind of bothers you. I can imagine too, during this whole stay at home order, how many arguments there were between spouses. And I saw this funny meme where it's like, can you stop breathing? And... (laughs) I'm sure every little thing, once you're around that person, every little thing starts to bother you. And then next thing you know, you get kind of moody and things escalate. And now you're in an argument and it's for what? So when the quarantine was, I guess, a couple of weeks in, you started seeing those advertisements for divorce lawyers. Yeah, I know. know. That's hilarious. It's like, oh man, that's terrible. I know. (laughs) Well, and what's sad is I have a lot of local police officers that are friends. And I was asking them because I would check in, hey, what crime have you seen lately? And just to kind of get an idea of what's going on. And home invasions weren't really that crazy because people knew that everyone's pretty much home. Car break ins Mm -hmm. were up. But the biggest thing that cops were seeing were domestic violence. That's right. So, you know, I don't know. It's it's pretty sad. At least I live by myself with my little dog. So there's no domestic violence in my household. There you go. <laughs> yeah, oh, I yeah. guess. And to, and to your point about, you know, having a comment on everything, it's like that there's a good analogy there. It's like whenever you're driving and and somebody who's totally oblivious just cuts you off or does something, 
Well, you can flick them off or you can road rage at them or whatever, mm-hmm. but they have zero self-awareness. They don't know they're an idiot. So yeah. if you don't know, you only know what you know, right? I know. I know. And I teach that in my class all the time. If you have a gun, be extremely even tempered. So many things have to yep. take place before you can pull out a gun. And I always use road rage as an example. How many times do you see two strangers on the side of the road pulled off shooting each other and it's for what? Because maybe yeah. one guy had a bad day. He just lost his job. He just got a divorce. We never know what's going on in people's lives. Even sometimes when I'm super busy, my mind's all over the place. And I've noticed sometimes I don't even realize sometimes what I did or what's going on yeah. around me because you're just kind of just your mind's just so preoccupied. So I always tell my students, if you could avoid it and not get into some sort of altercation, absolutely take the high road. There you go. All right. Polymer 80. Polymer 80 has a strip slide for the PF940V2 as well as the CL in black nitride in stock on their website right now. It's for sale, $250. Otherwise, they have complete slide kits that are also in stock for $425. If you use the code GUNFUNNY, you will get 15% off, and that is at polymer80.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Hornady just recently released their 6mm ARC. It's a new cartridge basically to stretch the legs of the AR-15. What the ARC stands for is Advanced Rifle Cartridge. It's yet unrevealed which DOD entity has adopted the 6mm ARC for combat operations, but it's going to be replacing the 7.62 by 51 millimeter NATO. You might wonder why a military unit would want to field a uh, .243 caliber battle rifle, but closer scrutiny clarifies the reason. So the 6 millimeter ARC's parent case is the 6.5 Grendel. Since Hornady was the first ammo maker to get behind the 6.5 Grendel, it was kind of an easy transition to the new round. The 6mm ARC cartridge's overall length is 2.26 inches, which fits nicely with an AR-15 mag and runs with a 6.5 Grendel follower installed. The cartridge and chamber uses a similar design method as the 6.5 Creedmoor, resulting in consistent accuracy from one gun to another and load to load. And early testing indicates that a 1 in 7.5 inch twist rate is ideal for stabilizing long bullets in the 6 millimeter ARC. And then they did quite a bit of ballistic reviews, which I listed the article. I won't get into that and talk your guys' ear off, but I don't know. It seems promising. There's been a lot of cartridges in recent years that have tried to fill a certain niche, and I'm curious to see how the 6 millimeter ARC will do. Because some of these, I mean, especially when it first comes out, I know when SIG came out with their, what was it, the 277 Fury round, and it was just an insane price. And I interviewed one of the employees there, and I want to say it was 60 or $70 for 20 rounds. And he was like, oh, well, wow. he was like, you know, it's compatible with most competition ammo. And I was like, mm, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, is when you come out with a new cartridge, if other manufacturers don't jump on board, then it's not going to drive the price down. And a lot of people aren't going to pay that, especially if you're using, I mean, in this case, 
if it's government, well, they have all the money. People's tax dollars are paying for that ammo. But for most citizens, you're not going to pay that much for ammunition. So we'll see if it sticks. But as of Tuesday, 18 rifle manufacturers had already announced that they were building six millimeter ARC rifles. I guess that's a nice little push. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Kind of like the Valkyrie round, right? Yeah, exactly. That never took off, though. I know. I know. And then here I am, stupid me. Oh, I have so many 223556s and 308s, and I want a fun new caliber. And I even built an AR-15 chambered in 762 by 39. I've done different stuff. And then you're like, oh, yeah, maybe I will do a 224 Valkyrie or just a cartridge that you don't typically see. And then you're just, eh, I probably shouldn't have done that. And then especially because ammunition is expensive or it's not readily available. I don't know. No regrets, I guess. But I kind of wish that maybe I just stuck with. Sometimes I look at my safe and I see all the different types of ammo. And I really should just narrow it down. All right. For rifles, only three different calibers. Handguns, two calibers. Just, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to stick with just one. It is. It is. Just get a bigger safe. You'll be fine. I know. No kidding. Actually, at this point. (laughs) I was looking into making uh, an entire room in my house, figure out how I could just kind of make it one big safe. <laughs> oh, easy, easy. All you got to do is get a vault door and then you'll build around that. Basically, you can do, use cinder blocks uh-huh. and then you put rebar in the cinder block voids and then you pour concrete down those. Huh. And then you can even use cement board and some specific torch or cutting proof ceiling and you can have a complete vault room. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I need to do at this point, because anytime you buy a safe, oh, no, this 30 gun safe, that'll be fine. And literally you get it and it's full that day. And it just seems it's always the problem that I'm running into as I'm getting more guns. I don't even have room to put any of these. And perks of being a homeowner, I could do whatever I want now to my house. (laughs) That's right. Well, see, that's whenever you stop talking about square footage of safes or I mean, you know, cubic foot Mm -hmm. and you talk about square feet. So we want to talk square feet for safe. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Trigger brew. Today is the first day that my bar class opened. If you guys aren't familiar with bar, it's a mix between yoga, Pilates, ballet, all kinds of stuff. It sounds much easier than it is, okay, because it totally kicked my ass. I don't even know how I'm holding my head up. All I want to do is just take a hot shower and go to bed because my body feels like it got hit by a bus. But what's keeping me awake is the Trigger Brew Energy Drinks. I personally prefer the sugar-free just because eh, there's sugar in everything nowadays. So if you can cut back on that sugar, why not? But they also have regular ones. Definitely check it out. Tastes great. It definitely keeps you going because I'm an adult. I can't just take naps during the day as much as I want to. Go to triggerbrew.com and use the code GUNFENNY and that will get you 20% off. Stupid. Funny. Cool. Interesting. Awesome. As Never mind. AF. I don't ever remember hearing about Forrest Fenn. I don't know if you have, but apparently he had some treasure hidden. And this took place, I believe, in New Mexico. And it was just a chest of gold with a bunch of valuables. And I think it was 10 years ago that he buried a chest somewhere, somewhere actually in the Rocky Mountains. 
and he inspired tens of thousands to set out in search of his treasure, but the prize eluded everyone until now. Fenn revealed to the Santa Fe, New Mexico on Sunday that a man who wished to remain anonymous had discovered the chest a few days ago. Fenn originally designed the treasure hunt as a means of leaving behind a legacy. In 1989, he was diagnosed with a terminal form of cancer, but he managed to recover. He claimed that he'd hoped to tempt people to venture into the wild and give them an old-fashioned adventure for riches. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people that went on these treasure hunts. A few of them didn't make it alive. They didn't make it out alive. A few people straight up quit their jobs and devoted their entire life to trying to find this treasure. I guess he would give little hints on his website and also in a poem that he published in his autobiography, which is called The Thrill of the Chase. Fenn told New Mexico that an estimated 350,000 people tried to find the treasure, but up until now, no one found it. Now there's several court battles that are ongoing over claims that clues had been fraudulent and they solved the clues, but some hacked them and beat them to it. One case was recently served before the report that the treasure had been found. I don't know. The whole thing kind of sounds weird. (laughs) And I can't help but think that this guy, so he left this treasure sort of to build like a legacy for himself. I wonder if he's just getting super old and he's, all right, I'm bored. People need to find this stupid treasure. Or maybe there was never a treasure. And now he just finally put it out there and somebody stumbles upon it just so that he can kind of see what all kind of unfold in his lifetime. How crazy of a story is that though? So he's got terminal cancer, he's diagnosed with it in 89, and then he recovers from it after hiding the shit in the forest. (laughs) I know, and he's still alive 30 years later. I know, that's nuts. That is so crazy. Yeah. And then also, so the person who wants to be anonymous, well, what are you going to do if you have gold bars and jewels and, you know... Stuff oh, like yeah. that. Like you're obviously pretty soon people are going to figure it out. If you go in there and you're like, yo, how much could I pawn this gold bar for? Well, that's probably going to raise some red flags. <laughs> this pre-Columbian animal figure in Chinese jade face. Yeah, how exactly. You, how much are you going to give me for that? No kidding. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's like a movie. A it is. Yeah. Movie. Right? <laughs> Maybe it has been hidden this entire time and somebody did just finally find it. but. It's crazy to think that 350,000 people tried to find this treasure. That's a lot of people. It, it is. Quitting their jobs. Some of them died. I mean, that's... I know. Some serious shit. He messed with some people's lives there. Huh? Yeah, no kidding. All he wanted them to do was go out on an adventure and live their lives. Well, some of them can't live their lives now. Yeah, it's like a, he was like an evil puppet master. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Here he's I'm, trying to do I'm... some good deed and... <laughs> No, I'm totally not trying to paint him like that in that light. So, I, you know, I don't want to be seen as that kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's weird. It is weird. <sighs> Triarch systems. Triarch has same Gucci'd up P365 high capacity micro compact guns available. And P365, they really kind of revolutionized the new standard for carry guns. And Triarch oh. has taken it to the next level. The options to get your stuff customized. In this case, they stippled the frame, did a bunch of Cerakote work to it. You can go on their website and see everything that they offer. The one that I'm looking at right now is the Multicam Black, which is my favorite. They added a tin barrel. And yeah, it just looks aesthetically, if nothing else, it looks great. Head on over to TriarchSystems.com. If you find something you like, use the coupon code AVA, A-V-A, 
for 5% off. And now it's time for iTunes reviews. You guys, if you haven't left a review, please do so. It helps me out a lot. Also, while I think about it, if you guys are looking to listen to another podcast, I just recently started the Basic American podcast with Ben Turpek from Skillset Magazine. It's on iTunes, really wherever podcasts are usually located, just search for Basic American Podcast. And if you like the show, feel free to leave a review there as well. The first review, Matt0909, five stars, one-stop podcast. Look no further. Ava is a wealth of information and has a great guest lineup every week. Never a dull moment, and her show is my first stop, first thing Monday morning. Her new edition of Political AF segment is a very nice touch. My heart goes out to her and Kenny Ortega's family. Rest in peace, Kenny. P.S. Last time my review got beat by the handwritten review, and I don't know why my podcast name is so weird. Just call me the Iowa guy. And second is maybe T.Y. America, like Thank You, America. Five stars, my favorite podcast. This is my favorite podcast. It's entertaining AF. All right, Lance. So out of those two, pick somebody to win a prize pack. So the first or the Um, second? I'm going to go the first guy. Yeah. Especially because he lost last time. But I did have somebody that I guess didn't know how to use iTunes reviews. And so they Uh, hand wrote a review. (laughs) And it was actually pretty funny. So how could you beat that? Somebody kind of sort of went the extra mile. Well, old Matt0909 got his redemption now. Yep, he did. Congrats, guys. So (laughs) Matt0909, contact me and I'll send out a prize pack. And now it's time to wrap up. So guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. There's links to everything. Consider becoming a Patreon. If nothing else, it'll get you an extra 5% off at dissonantarms.com. You also have an opportunity to get a Patreon-only patch that will never be for sale. It's a gun funny patch. Also, Blown Deadline gives away a $300 gift certificate every month to a lucky Patreon. And you can join Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. I also want to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, and Daniel Treadwell. King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say that Operator Tickles does not win in any competition. She simply allows you to lose. Bam. It's pretty uh, pretty appropriate considering we're talking about competition guns. There you go. I like (laughs) Right? Land, if you could just remind people once again where they can find you on the internet. Uh, Yeah, so our website is www.dissidentarms.com. Facebook and Instagram are both Dissident Arms. Awesome. And thank you so much for spending the last hour with me. I really appreciate your time. I know you're super busy right now. And keep up the great work. Thanks, Ava. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. All right. We're out of here. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>